This is the Hard Mark Podcast, starring Eric Donaldson and Ryan Murphy. Hello, friends. Welcome to the latest edition of the Hard Mark Podcast. This is your host, Eric Donaldson, and with me today is the talent, Ryan Murphy. How often are you described as the talent? A lot. <laughs> Pretty frequently? Yeah, it didn't phase me when you said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, otherwise known, maybe you don't know him as the talent. You you will starting this episode, but he's also known <laughs> as the man of a thousand compliments, the soul skater, the mater d of Matt Drama, and he's here to leg up your loaves with some hot audio cream. Can't wait to chit chat with everybody. Uh, do you know what social media platforms are on Ryan? Um, not SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Yes, no, we're not on SoundCloud. You know, who knows? Maybe we'll be on other things as well. Look, look for us, Hardmark, with a K. It occurred to me recently uh, that when I named this, because generally you want to name things where it's very clear what the spelling is. Like if, if you um, are naming a product or a brand, you don't want there to be any confusion for the name of your thing. Uh, and then Mark obviously can be spelled with a C or a K or even a Q sometimes. So Is that I, true? Um, there's Eric with a Q. So I'm sure that there's Marks with Qs. Hmm. Eric LaSalle from ER. He, he spells his with name. With a Q. With a Q. Mm-hmm. And there's that's that's the end of his name. <laughs> right there, right? Oh, that is the end of hmm. his name as we know it. Uh, so yeah, so so Mark with a K, hard. Which I mean, if you're listening to this, you already know these things. But when you're telling people, make sure to specify. Hey, it's with a it's with a K, you, you dingus. Um, I did have a couple. Well, actually, before we move on, uh, we're on Facebook as well. Uh, we're also on Twitter, so look for us there. Follow us. Hey, give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Isn't that what all the YouTubers say? They do. Okay. They do. Yeah. do those things yeah. for us, please. Or, or or we could just say, hey, you know what to do. They also say that. I do have some follow-up from the previous episode. Oh, good. Because I was right on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's at the my notes. forefront of your mind. Yeah. I mentioned how uh, Skeletor had a there was another bad guy in He-Man that was not Skeletor. That bad guy's name was Hordak for the record. I know. It, were these the brothers that we watched last time? These these are not wrestlers. These are uh characters on the cartoon He-Man as as noted <laughs> earlier. Well, okay. We well, mentioned since, Skeletor. Okay. Before. Since uh, I'm mentioning it, we're, was the last one we watched the brothers uh, last one was, uh, it was the S.H.I.E.L.D., who were like the military guys, yeah. versus the Wyatt family. That's right, the Wyatt family, yeah. Okay. Uh, is that what you were thinking of? It was, and I thought you were referring to that. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, no, yeah. No. <laughs> so, yeah, no, Hordak was the name of the bad guy, the alternate right. bad guy. Uh, apparently, he was mainly She-Ra, She-Ra's nemesis, but, you know, it doesn't really matter. That was the person I was thinking of that was the counterpart to, to Skeletor. So I wanted to make sure we address that. A lot of, a lot of pissed off people. Um, I also, because you were so enthralled by this last episode, I wanted to give you a quick deathmatch update. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I've been talking about this outside of the podcast. So I, any information Don't I can through pick our material, up. Yeah, please. Yeah. This, that'd be good. So I saw a clip. Mm. I, I, I have very little context to give you. I know it happened in Japan. In Japan, they tend to... Were you there? No, I was not there. I, for, for the benefit of the audience, I was, was recently in Japan. It was great. Ask me about it. I'll tell you. Um, but I did see a clip of, of a person, of two men wrestling in Japan. And the, the bit of the match that I saw was one man body slamming another man on top of a bed of knives. You can guess how, how that went. Spoiler alert. You saw a video of this. Yes, there's a video, so, there's a clip that was going around. This about. isn't hearsay. You actually, you actually no, saw it. No, I saw this. it. That's... I saw it. And like, I I've, still, I've still... seen beds of other things. Mm-hmm. I've seen beds of nails. Which is just as, in, I mean, maybe not just as insane, but I mean. Beds of nails because it's so many nails. Okay, it's but, like evenly distributing your weight. So I, like I, it's I, bad, but it's not okay. horrific. But it's not great. I've, I mean, I've seen beds of barbed wire. Yeah. Uh, I have never seen a a bed of knives. So this was a first, and it was disgusting. 
So just like just kind of stacked up as you would see like nails with a sharp, you know. Yeah, it, was kind of, I mean, it wasn't like a ton. I think it was like maybe like I don't know eight knives, maybe from the from what I could tell. But they were all kind of like sharp side up, laying. I don't know how they propped them up in this thing in this contraption. The video quality wasn't great, but yeah, the dude got slammed on the bed of knives, took a knife right in the small of the back. It was pretty cool. So who are these people? Who I don't know. Are they getting like? Is this like a YouTube? Are they getting paid? Like what? <laughs> are they? I'm sure they're getting paid. Yeah, they're probably not getting paid a ton of money. Right. There's really. I mean, there's but, very little money in deathmatch wrestling. Like The Rock, for example, was never a deathmatch wrestler. <laughs> to put it in perspective, just risk reward. Like, I'm yeah, not sure. I, what the. <laughs> And so, like, death matches are kind of, like, a more recent thing. Um, there, there's guys that you could probably point to through the 90s that you could say, like, oh, that guy was one of the forefathers of deathmatch wrestling. But, like, what they were doing was relatively tame compared to, like, what some of the dudes... Like, we, last episode, we talked about the guy who took the uh, uh, weed whacker to the stomach. He, he's probably one of the examples you could point to of one of the more successful people to come out of deathmatch wrestling. I want to tell someone that story when I talk <laughs> about deathmatches outside of this, but I don't even believe it. There's YouTube. Footage. I'm sure it is. It's just so ridiculous. Like, you go from a night bed to, like, a weed whacker. Like, you yeah. know, it's just insane. I mean, you watch The Dentist on Fearnet. This? this isn't all together. <laughs> I don't understand why this isn't more popular. Why are more people watching this? Like, <laughs> Great question. <laughs> I ask myself that every night. Why aren't more people watching men slamming other men on on beds of knives and watching David Arquette nearly bleed out on on pay per view yes. streams? Yeah, yeah, it's silly. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. it, people need to to grow up culturally. Um, I think as a gen- <laughs> not that you necessarily know it by the beginning of this episode. Today's going to be a less wrestle heavy episode. It's it's going to be more toned down wrestling wise so if you're more tuning in for banter and witty exchanges between the talent and the host you're the right place you came to the you've downloaded the right episode uh so of course we will get to our match in just a little bit but the match itself um is not super serious so we'll we'll circle back around to that in just a moment or so I guess before we get too too far into that process how how are you just doing in general ryan How, how are you feeling I'm I'm good. I'm a lot of chores. A lot of chores. <laughs> I'm sorry to yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Apparently there's things to do and you know. Well you, here. you have a lot of responsibilities. That's right, I do. A lot of resp- a lot of weight falls onto your shoulders. It does. Um one thing I wanted to do for this episode, again, because I don't think there's going to be as much wrestling wise going on, so I wanted to take a moment to kind of maybe explore your psyche, get to know you, <laughs> let the audience sort of get to know you a yeah. little bit better. I wanted to ask you a couple questions. There were a couple things that kind of came up recently that I thought would be just be interesting as sort of a, a uh, case study to explore further with you, uh, if you're accepting of this. Of course I am. Okay, That's great. That's why I drove all the way out here. Right, with one headlight. First question. I did not realize, until recently, I did not realize <clears throat> that there were different terms, and I'm not sure if it's regional or not. Like, so you're familiar with like the whole pop versus soda versus Coke thing, and how if you were to look at a map of the United Mm -hmm. States, like there's different parts of the country that call it a different thing. Yeah. Okay. What did you, and your friends by proxy, but what did you call when you would take all the different pops or sodas and mix them into one drink. So you go to Jack in the like Box. Like a 7-Eleven or something? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Like every, like, 7-Up, I'm going to use Coke. I feel like that was just a name that you made up on the spot. Like Okay, well, like, well, what was yours? I, I don't, I, I absolutely remember doing it. Yeah. I don't, like, have any names that stand out. for. Really? No. You didn't identify it as a specific thing. Like, I'm going to make a blank. No, I think it... <laughs> Not, no, huh. not, nothing that like I, I, that happened all the time. And I, it's sure. so weird. Like, cause now I can't imagine, like, <laughs> I don't even drink, you know, pop like at all, but you know, it's sure. just, uh, I, all the time. But yeah, I don't remember. Hmm. I don't remember it. For me, it was a graveyard. Every time? 
Well, that's what you called it. Yeah, I'm like, that, I'm just gonna make you, a graveyard. But what if you did like a heavy dose of like Mountain Dew and like a little bit of like Sprite, or like you really change it up? Well, what you're okay. So you're talking about like two specific drinks that you're then mixing? No, I'm or, talking about like if you go heavy on one like type of type of drink and like uh, lighter. Like you can change it each time. That's the whole point of doing it. So like, can't be called the same name every time. If you have three to four beverages, mm-hmm. I. Well, let's say like four. In, if you eat four or more beverages, that's a graveyard. Every time. Doesn't matter the ratio. No, it doesn't matter the okay. ratio. All right, fair enough. Uh, that's just my opinion. I yeah. No, I I um I don't remember. But the 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 reason that I thought to ask you about this was because I heard somebody recently on a on another show podcast thing I was listening to, they referred to it as a suicide. And I was like, that's interesting. I just assumed that Graveyard was the universal term, but apparently there are those sort of uh, unique regional differences for what they call this drink. So by all means, uh, tweet out, uh, <laughs> Facebook comment us with what yeah. you as a, as a Ute r- r- would call these different drinks that you would make in your local fast food establishments. Please. Please. Yeah. That's shocking. I, I'm surprised that you didn't come up with like a cool a cool name of some kind for, for no, that. No, no. One other question that I had for you. Uh, do you consider yourself a fussy eater? That, like, like a picky eater? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very much so, yeah. I've picked, I've picked up on this, and I just feel like it adds an extra little layer of who you are that people know this about you. It's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you mind if I, if I tell the Olive Garden story? <laughs> Absolutely. I am surprised that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Your proudest the, moment. The, yeah, the Caesar salad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, or thank not you for the ruining the punchline, but so, yes. Okay, yeah. It's fine. So, we, recently, some some friends of the show, and as well as ourselves, the talent and the host, we, we have gone to various chain restaurants because we're trying to bring them back. If millennials are going to kill the chain restaurant, it's up to millennials uh, to bring it back to the forefront of prosperity where it should be. So we went to Olive Garden. We invited Ryan, and Ryan, you know, he, he did show up to his credit. <laughs> um, we we didn't realize until he was there. You don't like pasta. I don't really like pasta. That's so weird to me. I don't hate pasta. I just don't really like it. That's just odd. Like I thought everybody enjoyed pasta. Like pasta exists in all cultures. Obviously, Olive Garden is an Italian pasta, but you can really put like chow mein. Chow mein's just pasta, and then I mean, if you're gonna go like pasta, like I and I know like pasta is kind of like an Italian staple. I get that, mm-hmm. but it's the most boring type of pasta too. Like, yeah, you gotta go like something Asian <laughs> for like I get you can spice it up, but it's just not my thing. Like, it's just bland regardless. But nonetheless, without telling us, you still showed up to Olive Garden. Yeah. <laughs> they had. They were running their never-ending pasta bowl promotion, which I know I was very excited about. I didn't end up uh, partaking, but I but I wasn't for lack of trying. I just didn't see any advertisements on our table for yeah. it. But yeah, after we specifically because I felt like we were distracting you, the menu was uh, surprisingly large, and and so we gave you several minutes to just look through the menu. And I remember when the server came back. You responded when she asked for your order with, I'll just have a chicken Caesar salad. I assumed every restaurant <laughs> had a chicken Caesar salad. <laughs> McDonald's has a chicken Caesar salad. You mm-hmm. know? Every. Yeah, I mean, lots of places. It's a very popular dish. It, it should absolutely be. That is my one recommendation and my one complaint about <laughs> Olive Garden. They don't have a chicken Caesar salad. I don't remember you filling out a comment card, so I feel like this is on you. <laughs> I took it straight to corporate. <laughs> So she she then informed you that they did not offer a chicken Caesar salad. You you then proceeded to order whatever like the the garden salad yeah. s- sort of standard thing is. But the the interesting aspect of this is all the rest of our meals, like the other four people that were there at the restaurant, they all ordered pasta dishes that included unlimited uh, soup salad breadstick. Like that, that's the deal. That's, that's their staple. That is their staple. Yeah. Everyone knows it as mm-hmm. such. And so, you know, when 20 minutes goes by and they bring out the big bowl of salad, uh, that was apparently 
not only the communal <laughs> salad for everyone, but it's also the salad that you ordered. That I paid for. That you- <laughs> and then, yeah, of course, at the very end of the meal, you ended up getting a check for, what was it, like $8, $7? It like, yeah. It was, for salad for, that was unlimited salad that the rest of us were also I mean, happy. and it wasn't, like, clear by any means. This was a giant communal bowl of fucking salad on the middle of the table. Like, I was, that was the most surprising thing I've heard in, like, a month at that point, that that was my salad. After about five minutes of you waiting there patiently for your salad... That's when it dawned on me, like, that fucking salad they gave us, that's for everybody. That's your salad that you just paid <laughs> for. <laughs> and then my wife gave you some of her meatballs. She and, yeah. Several. She's very accommodating. Several meatballs. I appreciate it, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. Man. But so we've established in, in off-air conversations, your favorite food is fried chicken. Is that correct? I really like fried chicken. I don't. It, it just, like, varies. I don't know. What else is in that rarefied air? Like I, I like seafood a lot. Okay. I don't like, know. Like, like uh, uh, crab or fish? I like shellfish. I like fish. I like any seafood. Okay. That's not super picky then, I would say. Yeah, but like if you start talking about like vegetables or like or like like grains, like I won't like eat wheat bread. <laughs> I won't only white bread. Yeah, like I'll do white bread. <laughs> Um, I, like, I like sourdough, I guess. That's kind of white bread, too. It, but, I guess, so you are a fussy eater, I would say. If like, you're also a very on... particular eater. Like, yeah. the fact that you don't like wheat bread, but you'll have sourdough. That's just very... You're choosing these these niche things uh, to, to enjoy, is my take on this, on this subject. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like when I was a kid, like I, one of the things I just remember is like my, like I, like I liked waffles. Like I knew I liked the taste of waffles, but if you broke a waffle open, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't like the white stuff inside, like the batter. That was like, and I think I've like grown up like being a just a super weird, doesn't really make sense picky eater. Did you act on that? On <laughs> That's the, the thing. thing. I knew I like I liked waffles, but if you were to take a waffle and you broke it open and I saw what was inside of it, like. All of a sudden, I didn't want it. So, did you eat the waffles? Like, I, yes, I can. T- I guess still eat waffles. Okay, but, continue, but like as a kid, you as just a young like, kid, like yeah, yeah. And so, I think like certain things, like they like, find out what's in it, or like, or like I can like all shove something down. But if I know, like, like my mom told me like one time, like she put blue cheese, and she's like, "This is ranch," or like, "This is much I'm pressing," and I was uh-huh. like, "Oh, this is fine." <laughs> so I've always been that like weird kind of picky eater, like. I mean, little kids are are, are weird. Yes. I, as a child, I used to, like, take the seeds out of everything. There's seeds in most things yeah. that people don't realize, and I would surgically find the seeds and remove them and then eat the food. What kind of stuff are you doing? Uh, the weirdest thing, the one thing that, I, that always confuses people is uh, peas. I would take the seeds out of peas before I would eat the peas. That's not like the actual pea, like I know some vegetables. Like <laughs> so, so this is so like you got like I'm not talking about a pea pod, right? Oh, I'm talking okay. about the individual oh, peas. Oh, okay. Uh, what if, if you if you squeeze them down, they've got a little seed, and like you can find it if you're looking in just the right spot. And I would squeeze the tiny little seeds. There's only one. I would squeeze those tiny little seeds out of the peas and then eat the peas. Why didn't you just not eat? Why didn't I not I, eat them? I just because I had to. Together. I had to eat vegetables in order to get cookies. <laughs> is that? My yeah, I I did too a little bit, but it was like I like peas. I refused to eat broccoli. I refused to eat carrots. I refused to eat like green beans. I would eat. Okay, I would but eat like, green I would beans, like, but I would take the peas out of them. The so or not the peas, the seeds. I would take the it's seeds. Very out intricate. Of them. Like I never even I never even knew there was seeds. If in you that. cut down the sternum of the green <laughs> the bean, yeah. there will be two. Usually, there's two seeds inside of the green bean. I would take the seeds. Why didn't out. do you know why you didn't like? Seeds? I have no idea. I probably watched a cartoon where like somebody grow ate, in your, yeah. right. Somebody probably ate a seed. The seed then grow would grow in their stomach, and then I decided, nope, I'm not going to eat seeds. Do you like watermelon? I never really ate watermelon. So, so even as someone who wasn't afraid of seeds, I was afraid of like watermelon seeds. <laughs> <laughs> So I can't imagine your fear. Yeah, like, well, that's probably why I avoided them. I yeah. just I was like, that looks like too many yeah. seeds. I'm not interested. Yeah. And, you know, pumpkins, sort of a similar thing. But, uh, yeah, kids are kids are weird. Do you like mayonnaise? No, I don't mayonnaise. like mayonnaise. Mm-mm. I won't touch it. I think it's disgusting. For a while, when I was on a big fitness kick in, like, my early 20s, I would make um, tuna fish sandwiches, but instead of using mayonnaise, I would use sour cream. Oh, sour cream. 
You don't like sour cream? I don't. That that just sounds weird. That's a weird. I I don't like creamy things, and then you add like sour to it. It just you don't like, like again. This is my things. No, I don't. What about ice cream? Well, so like I don't like like sweet stuff on my savory foods. Okay. So like I can do like cake or ice cream or whatever, but like I don't like anything that's like people like sweet with their salty. I don't. I mean, there there there's certain things like they make uh, chips, <clears throat> like potato chips that are like dipped in like chocolate. Those can be good. You got to get the nice the the correct ratio of sweet to salty. I would try it. I wouldn't but like I sure. probably, I don't know. I wouldn't like I don't know. Yeah. My wife's one of her favorite uh, late night snacks is um, sour cream is like her dip for kettle chips, and so I actually picked some up just today from a local Safeway for her to to enjoy. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm a nice guy. Yeah, I'm a nice human being overall. So you know, I try and do these things, and they're nice things for my wife. Okay, well that's and then pizza. I remember. I guess before we kind of put a bow on this, you're a weird eater topic. Uh, I remember I got pizza one time, and and I guess this is fairly common. You don't like black olives. Um, I I don't. I actually like olives. Like I pretty much like any olive. I don't really like it on pizza, mm-hmm. but I like olives in general. Like okay. I'll eat black olives. What type of pizza do you get when you have the option of any pizza? Pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> like a... But but like but like that said like that's okay. So my my go to like pizza if I can do it is like throw some like, like pepperoncinis and jalapenos on it with maybe Italian sausage but like you don't always get those opportunities right because like you know jalapeno and pizza I don't know man I'm not so sure people put pineapples on pizza people have, you know what the weirdest pizza is that I've seen it uh, with my own eyes uh, there was a place when I used to live in Seattle that had oh gosh corn and I believe crab meat on their pizza. I don't know, like crab meat's like something I don't really like think of eating like hot. Yeah. I, you know, like I don't know. Fair. But like I would I well, I mean, I guess it just kinda of, but like I would try the I don't like corn. <laughs> but I would try the crab just because I don't like I really like crab and I No like thing about corn, right? What's that? Corn has seeds. <laughs> Dude, I bet you. Each individual kernel of corn has How a seed. How much time have you like done this in your life? Like going through. I don't like, do it anymore, but as a child, I probably spent many hours yeah. uh, specifically getting each of the seeds. What did your parents think? Uh, I've never asked, asked them what they thought, but I'm yeah. sure that they thought it was fucking weird. But they just like let me do it because at least yeah. I was still eating the food That's after true. I was doing yeah. it. Um, I just would refuse to eat the seeds. So I'm sure there was a point where they were trying to get me to like not do that, but uh, being stubborn, uh, I would just do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Exactly, <laughs> being a 21 year old young man. Uh, also, as a kid, I used to hang from the dinner table by my rib cage. So that was cool. I oh, I hate anything like. <laughs> I remember, like, I'm grabbing, like, my rib, I just, my, so I remember, like, my mom talking to me about, like, a procedure that my grandpa had to have, and I think it was just a normal procedure, maybe when you get older, like, physical type of thing, but they, like, stick your, like, kind of their hands on, like, up underneath, that sounds exact, like, not exactly, but kind of like what you're doing. Yeah, kind of, yeah. It just bothers me to, like, uh, <laughs> it makes me, like, really, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would, like, hang from the table where my butt would be off of my chair, like, Literally suspended in the air via my rib cage on like, the table. Just every, like you did it, kind of like every night, or like every. I don't time. know if I did it every <laughs> night, but it was, a, it, was so a, it was a thing. I would do it often enough to the point where I I remember it vaguely, and I would hear about it a lot it's after weird, that. Yeah. yeah, it was a weird thing. Some kids are weird. I wouldn't know anything about it, but some kids are weird. Um, shall we get into the wrestling today, or do you have anything else to, to mention before we get into wrestling? And then, of course, Ryan Corner. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, can't forget about that. <laughs> uh, no. That's, okay. That's good, yeah. All right. So today's match, uh, we've so far we've watched seven matches together. This will be the eighth. We're going back to WCW. Uh, so this is going to be as of July 9th, two thousand. Is the is the date? How old were you at this point in time? 2007. The 2000. July oh, 9th of 2000. I did 10. 10, okay. Uh, so less than one year after this match happened, not because of this match necessarily, but it does definitely kind of paint you a picture of where the company was at. But less than one year after this match happened, the company would be out of business. Uh, I think that you'll probably have a sense of why after you watch gotcha. this match. <laughs> um, so our participants in this match 
First, we have a gentleman by the name of Vampiro. Uh, so just to give you a little bit of flavor here, he's a Canadian. Uh, he started wrestling in 1984 at the age of 16, which yeah. you, you can just do in some places. Yeah. Eventually went to Mexico, and they decided to throw him in the ring as Vampiro Canadianese. That was his whole... That was Vampiro Canadianese. Canadianese. I think I... The whole thing was trying to get a nice... Yeah, yeah uh, the, which stands for the Canadian vampire. Because he had... Uh, he liked vampires... And he had long, sort of like blue dreads. And he sort of had like a gothic look, so they dubbed him the Canadian oh. Vampire. To their surprise, with his very limited moveset that only consisted of punches, kicks, and headbutts, he, he became an overnight sensation as his rock star appearance and natural good looks caught on with the young Mexican women in the audience. Does that mean he wasn't a good wrestler, but... Right. He was a <laughs> shitty, shitty wrestler. But he, you know, his, his stunning good looks... Right, the, the the women folk, and eventually he he would actually get cast in a number. And this isn't this sounds weird uh-huh. because this would never happen in the United States. But in in Mexico, it was not unheard of that a lot of wrestlers would be cast in like soap operas and like movies and stuff like that. So he did some acting in like various Mexican um, mm. soap operas. Uh, let me find you a picture. Actually, I saw his photo on. Uh, IMDB, which is from that era. Obviously, he doesn't look like this anymore. But uh, give me one moment. I'm just trying to figure out if I should be picking up on this. The fact that there's a shitty wrestler. He did get. <laughs> or, or should I should I go on the other side? Is this shockingly good looks? Yeah, he's just so <laughs> handsome. He, yeah. Apparently, one of the Canadian, yeah. one of the facts on IMDb. Now, I've not vetted this. Uh, supposedly, he did um, security for Millie Vanilli. If you remember Billy, Millie Vanilli, I know, yeah, the guys who were lip syncing, yeah. he kind of looks like them in that picture. Yeah, he's odd looking. He's <laughs> odd looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's got a cool grunge thing going on. He does. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So that's uh, kind of a little bit of backstory about Vampiro. Now. When he actually let me let me show you what he looks like in the uh, era that we're going to be watching. Is he alive? He is still alive. He is alive. Both both participants in this match are still alive. Here is Vampiro. So that's what we're going to be seeing in the match today. Yeah, he just he kept progressing. <laughs> <laughs> he just kept getting better and yeah. better, better and better. Yeah. Well. Okay. So so that's Vampiro. Um, he was closely affiliated at this time in the match that we're going to be watching in 2000. He was very closely affiliated with the Insane Clown Posse. Oh, that completely makes sense. <laughs> that, <laughs> I'm glad you said that, actually. That, mm-hmm. that, yeah. Uh, they, they frequently teamed together. So the Insane Clown Posse would wrestle from really? time to time. Oh, yeah. There's oh. some matches that event, maybe eventually we'll watch See, this them. this is all, like, good information. And, like, this yeah. is... Yeah. That's... Well, so, like, Insane Clown Posse... <laughs> They they did wrestle in WCW. For a while, they were a part of WWF. Uh, they never wrestled, to my knowledge, but they were like managers, basically. Mm-hmm. And then after WCW went out of business, they started their own wrestling company called Juggalo Championship Wrestling. <laughs> I've actually seen a Juggalo Championship yeah, Wrestling person? event. Yeah, when I went to the gathering. Really? Yeah. How was it? It was... Uh, it was interesting. Like the experience and, and the people are the the people watching it were uh were very interesting. Were, were they into it? They were super into it. They were, yeah, yeah. But they would chant just dirty, disgusting, filthy shit, especially at like the female wrestlers. Oh. So it was uh, it was definitely yeah. a rougher crowd yeah. than I've seen. Even for a wrestling event, it was right, a very right. rough crowd, which is. Just generally speaking, a pretty rough. They brought back the attitude era. They did in many ways. It's surprising <laughs> yeah. it didn't catch on better. Uh, but their their collective team name when the Insane Clown Posse and Vampiro would get together, they were the Dark Carnival. It was like a regular event that they'd get together. Yeah, like certain like for a while anyway. Yeah. I'm sure that they had like a string of a few months where they were frequently sort of tag teaming up. Yeah. Um, so that's Vampiro. Any questions about Vampiro before? No, we, uh, uh, yeah, you got the whole backstory. All right. His um, his opponent for the match that we're going to be watching uh, is the Demon. He's the and I I'm very curious. So this is actually I know that your favorite sport is baseball, 
This is, to my knowledge, the first baseball tie-in that we've had oh, in the duration okay. of, of our show. And we'll try not to harp too hard on the baseball thing. Yeah, we forget about to, baseball. We want people to listen. <laughs> but um, yeah. so, so the guy who played the demon, his name is Dale Torborg. Does the last name Torborg ring any bells with you? No. What what like era was this out of? So his dad was a former Major League Baseball player and manager named Jeff Torborg. Uh, who was the catcher for Sandy Koufax's perfect game. Oh, man. And he was also a major league coach as recently as 2003 for the, uh, I think, the Marlins. You want to know who else caught a perfect game? Who, who, Mike Sanino, who is no longer on the team. Mike Sanino? Sorry. My point was is that these, <laughs> these major league baseball players go in and out so quickly. Yeah. I have no idea who that guy is. Mike Sunino. Sandy Koufax or... or No, no, Sandy Koufax, yeah. Um, I know Sandy Koufax. Yes. He threw a perfect game. Yeah. Famous Jewish (laughs) Um, uh, baseball player. um, My my point was to like Mike Sunino. Okay. How terrible the Mariners are at like bringing up players. But let's, you know, that's besides the point. Like, sure, we want people to listen. Speaking of the Mariners, um, did you know that the Safeco field attendance record was set by WrestleMania? Yes, I did. Good. Uh, Let's just remind you of that. So, uh, Dale Torborg, the demon, mm-hmm. uh, he played minor league baseball. He had to retire after taking a fastball to the face. Hate it when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> the old Kirby Puckett. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, do you not, just, how long did he play? Uh, I go long. Probably not super yeah. long. Probably just a couple of years. Because he started wrestling in 1995. So, I mean, his age-wise, he probably would, would have played, yeah, like, minor league, okay. maybe two or three years, would be my guess. <laughs> Uh, so when he started wrestling in 95, he was wrestling as a baseball character called the MVP. I don't know what that stands for. Maybe the most violent player. I'm not really sure. But uh, I think it was a baseball gimmick, yeah. essentially. So eventually, after he signed with WCW, he was asked to portray a character named The Demon. So uh, the head of WCW made a deal with the rock band Kiss to have a Kiss-themed <laughs> Wrestler. All this is real. I'm not bullshitting anybody. This is a real thing. It did happen. So the demon was a character in wrestling that was modeled off the stage persona of Gene Simmons. So it looked exactly like Gene Simmons, but obviously a little bit burlier and muscular. So he was never... Okay, so so he was never this guy, and then they signed a deal, and now he's this guy, right? He's Say what you said again. I'm just like... So he's a... Like he had his own persona, like coming in. Yes, he, yeah, MVP. and then they t- he took on he took on Kiss. Yeah, Just so so basically, he got signed by this company. Mm-hmm. This company made a deal with Kiss, and we we're like, uh, we need to find a guy to play this character. You, you kind of look like what we need. Get up here, huh? So so and like that that type of thing. It doesn't happen all the time, but that's not infrequent. Where okay. the company will will create a character. Like I have this idea. Do we have somebody that's not doing anything that we can like plug into this character? And so that's what happened. So sometimes you'll have that. Other times you'll have a guy where like you see the guy and you're like that would this guy should be that character, right? So like it, it kind of varies depending on the circumstances. But in this case, they just needed a guy for the character that they already had. Apparently, the idea for this character was is going to start a, a group, a stable called the Warriors of Kiss. And they were going to eventually have all the original members of the band, uh, and they'd have all the different wrestlers representing those guys. So you'd have like the Catman and the and the Star Child or whatever. And I don't I don't remember who the other the yeah I don't remember the other fourth one. But yeah, you're eventually going to have all four Kiss members. Would, would they fight as a team or would they fight individually? Who knows? They just they so that never fight. happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so as luck would have it, uh, in the year 2000, Kiss was not at its apex. Who, who knew? Who, no one could have predicted that. So this started faltering pretty quickly after the guy debuted. Like, people were not getting into the demon. It was just very hokey and weird, kind of in the climate of what wrestling was at that point in time. Um, so Kiss, as part of this contract for the Kiss character, Kiss was guaranteed that this demon wrestler was going to wrestle a main event match um, within their contract. So that was something they'd agreed upon. Uh, that was supposed to happen at a special 1999 New Year's Eve pay-per-view oh <laughs> against Vampiro, of all people. The pay-per-view and the match were taken off the table after there was a big management changeover. So the guy who made the Kiss deal was basically fired. 
And they're like, we're not fucking doing a KISS pay-per-view anymore. And so in order to fill the contractual obligation, he was booked in a special main event match uh, at a pay-per-view in early 2000. Uh, uncharacteristic to main event matches, it was the fourth match on the card. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go, yeah. So they called it a main event match just so they could get out of the contract, but uh, in no way, shape, or form was it actually a main event match. So that's what we're watching. No. Oh. <laughs> so that happened already. Okay. So that happened in like February, March of 2000. Fast forward to July of 2000, and that's the match that we're watching. So basically, the, re- the reason I'm giving all these details is officially now the bloom is off of the rose of this Dino okay. character. Like, they don't really know where to go with him. He's sort of a meandering sort of character. Uh, he's tied in with all these other weirdo characters, but like... The grand plans that they had of this guy being like a huge star has not quite come to fruition just yet. Um, so for this match, the backstory for it, six days prior to the match we're watching today, they had a match. <laughs> so less than a week before, they wrestled. The same, the same. The exact same guys. Oh. The Demon and Vampiro, they wrestled the match six days before the match that we're watching today. This match happened after Dale Torborg's girlfriend girlfriend was blown up by uh, by fireworks in storyline, not real. You're giving me a look like it's real. It's not real. Blown up by fireworks. So she was. Uh, I here's around what, July. Here, right? Here's what I have to do for this fucking show. So the other day, I sat down. I was like, I have no idea. I've I've seen this match that we're about to watch many times. The reason I've seen it many times is because I I recorded it off of an on-demand service years ago, and I literally labeled that DVD that I recorded the match on the worst match of all time. (laughs) I don't know that it's actually the worst match of all time, but it's real bad. But even after seeing it all those times, I had no idea what the lead-up to the actual match happening was. So I watched the Monday night show before the pay-per-view, and basically what had happened was... The demon, Dale Torborg, his girlfriend, they showed this clip. There was no lead into it whatsoever. She's, like, on the stage, like, posing, like, trying to, like, practice her entrance. And while she's practicing her entrance before the show, they just happen to have footage of it, there's a pyro explosion that goes off. And, like, you're left unknowing of what her fate was. But then you come to find out, oh, she was put in the hospital. So she was blown up by fireworks. She was blown up by fireworks. You just said she... In you're like, oh, you such a weird look on your face. Like she was. Well, you may, I, I was worried that you were concerned that this woman was actually blown up by fireworks. That's what you just said. Her the storyline is she's blown up by fireworks. Oh, oh, okay. Got it. They didn't blow <laughs> this girl up for real. Well, you know, there's a death match out there, so I don't know what's going on. In, okay, but okay, I can yeah. I can promise you there will be no bed of knives okay. during, during this match. So so she was blown up, and then right before the match. Like, earlier in the day. Earlier in the day, she was was, Okay. Yes. Uh, And then Dale Torborg, the demon, he showed up. There was this weird thing where some, like, a mysterious figure in a cloak gave him his demon outfit. And he looked at it. He was like, yeah. And then he, like, walked off. And then it turned out it was Vampiro. It was all fucking batshit crazy. It was just weird and made no sense whatsoever. So uh, Vampiro and the demon had this match. Uh, The demon won. Vampiro was distracted by an army of these masked, cloaked figures that were surrounding the ring. Uh, Then Vampiro got mad, and he challenged Torborg to the first ever graveyard match at the the pay-per-view. Tying this right back in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, the graveyard. Absolutely. I did that on purpose. That's what I did. So we're going to be watching the graveyard match between Vampiro and the Kiss Demon. So there you go. Is it in a graveyard? It is in a graveyard. It It actually takes place in a graveyard. It's the first... And maybe the last ever graveyard match, to my knowledge. Uh, any any questions around any any of the things that we've discussed? There's a lot of information to yeah take in. There's mm-hmm. a lot going on there. Former soap opera actor mm-hmm. versus uh, Kiss role player. Yeah, that's <laughs> is, what it sounds like. Is yeah. the match yeah. okay? Yeah, I did. If you don't have any other questions, there's one other thing I wanted to address. I've been doing during during our break. Uh, between podcasts, I've been doing a lot of soul-searching, a lot of introspective thought, and I've made uh, a hard decision. I hope that uh, you're okay with it, but I feel like for the future of the podcast, it needs to be done. 
I think it's time that we made a change on how the predictions work. Oh. You know, I wanted to keep them the same. <laughs> these are going so well. <laughs> this is gonna, but I'll, I'll hear it out. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. In addition to Ryan just being flat out bad at it, we, we, we have seen some examples, not a ton, but some of match predictions negatively affecting Ryan's ranking of the match, which flies in the face of the scientific methods and standards that we hold ourselves to on a weekly basis. So effective as of this episode, here's what I'm proposing. I'm not saying that we will get rid of the predictions because I think it is a fun sort of, of tool for us to use. But what I'm proposing is we remove the five-minute timer. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to have a five-minute timer anymore. Uh, you are free to make your match prediction at any point before the conclusion of the match. However, once you commit to that prediction, you cannot change it. But if you fail to make the prediction before the end of the match, well, then it doesn't count against your record one way or the other. I mean, I feel like I've also lost matches... At the very end of it, too. So yes. I'm not sure this is... I, I, I'm, a, I'm, of course, I'll take that. Well, and, and so the, my, my rationale behind this, I remember very vividly the Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man match uh -huh. where, you know, had you had a little bit more time, I think you would have known, okay, Hulk Hogan's winning this match. And I feel like you probably... You may have ranked it a little bit differently. Who knows? It's hard to say. But I what I don't want to have happen is for the prediction to... to uh, get in the way of us properly scientifically ranking. Right, like I win this one, it goes number one. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah I don't want I don't want our, our opinions to skew things. So that that's. Well, that's, I don't need it, Eric, but I'll take it. Okay, all right, deal. Course, you know that that works. That's great. <laughs> um, perfect. So I guess before we start this match, uh, is is there anything that you have on tap for Ryan's card? <laughs> There's nothing more that I like than a fresh cut lawn. I've been working it for two months now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Something like so. that. So you have something. Yeah, or next week. Yeah. Or next week. We'll see, yeah. No Ryan's Corner? Or this week. I don't know. We'll see. Well, do you, well we'll see right now. Do you have something? Oh, right now. Right now. It's going on right now. Yeah. Oh, I, um, hmm. I mean, I if you don't, that's fine. Oh, I sold I sold my truck. Oh, I'm not a truck guy anymore. Oh, that's right. Uh, what, what did you throw on your rollerblades as a uh, <laughs> as a bonus? Or no, I bought skis. Are you a skier? No. <laughs> no. Are you, have you ever skied? I have not. Well, yeah, I did like two weeks ago. Aren't you a little old to start? Yeah, skiing? I am. I found that out very quickly. That I'm way too old for this. I yeah. What? So, <clears throat> full disclosure, mm -hmm. I've never skied. Mm -hmm. So. What is it about skiing that uh, you you determined was a mistake? Did, did you snowboard? No. So I snowboarded for like time I was fourteen, like twenty five. So I'm used to being strapped to one piece of like you know, one board. Sure. Okay. And uh, one would think that that would give you a nice sort of leg up in terms of uh, starting skiing as well. Sure. Yeah, I should. I mean, you are stayed a, there. You are a thirty year old man. Now, <laughs> I am. I'm no, twenty nine. Okay. Sure. Uh huh. Yeah, still well within my twenties. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just like if you catch one ski on a weird spot, that you're gonna like rip, your knee's gonna bend. Did you hurt yourself? I didn't like hurt myself enough to. Are like, all your ligaments in place? They are, but barely. You know, I, <laughs> you know, all of your tendons just hanging on. I probably complained about it a lot more to Greta than like because she was fine. <laughs> she uh, she whipped down the hill. Will you be going skiing again, or have you effectively? Yeah, retired? well, I paid like a thousand bucks. Well, 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 hold on. Ryan? So no, I. You know I how many how much audio equipment we could have bought with that? Or this Uber podcast shares. could or Uber shares, no, whatever. I I um. You know how much uh, gold belly? That's right. Lots of gold belly. Work gives me like four hundred bucks a year, so I bought skis for four hundred dollars. Oh. But then, like that's just, you know, this is you're talking about like, a fitness reimbursement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So okay. you get that, and like, but then I was like, oh, I got hot boots. I don't have a coat. I don't have gloves. I don't, you know, so like that ended up like boots are two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> are these ski boots? Yeah. Would these work for not skiing? No. Okay. <laughs> They're the most like uncomfortable thing you'd ever wear. Like okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you would never. There's no. You situation barely wear them for skiing. Like they, that's how like they're they're awful. Um, Hmm. And also, lift tickets are like $110 for a day. 
Okay. Is that is that not shocking? That's I a have Ryan's no corner frame in itself. That that is a Ryan. That's what the, what a rip. I don't know. I, I have no I have no frame of reference for what a lift. So for a lift ticket, just to clarify, I guess while we're kind of exploring this further, does that mean you get unlimited trips up the mountain, or is it? It's not a per. From it's not like, 110 per trip, is it? Yes. What? For one day. Wait, wait, hold on. Let me, let me, <laughs> let me. I, I think. No, go ahead. Yes. No you're, way. You're, you're, yeah. 110 dollars. That that's unlimited trips for one day. For one day, it unlimited. Gets you any any, it gets you on any lift. Okay, fine. You had me. Why, why is that? Like, why is this not shocking to you? Because I you thought, could ride any you lift. made it sound like it was per per trip up the mountain is a hundred. No, of course not. That'd be stupid. Well, that's why we're a hundred ten dollars for a day pass is also stupid. Like, I mean Disney. It's uh, you know, about that maybe. When, back in my day, Eric, <laughs> it was like it was like fifty bucks. Yeah, I mean, inflation, I guess. I, I don't know what goes in. I avoid those situations. So for the longest time, not not to make Ryan's corner Eric's corner, but but I recently told this story to somebody. So every physical uh, fear that I've had has come true. So my first physical fear was kidney stones, and then I had a kidney stone. My, my second physical fear was tearing my ACL. Now, I did not tear my ACL. But I did tear my PCL, and that sucked. When did you do that? Um, it's when we were still at the the old place. Oh, that's right. You had like a brace on for a while. You yeah, you were like Hawaii or something. Or no, it was it was around Christmas time. I was I was trying to be a good Samaritan, helping somebody, and then like I was on a like a hill. Yeah, and it was icy. Yeah. And so when like I ended up falling, but I caught myself. But because I was on a hill, my left knee hit before my right knee did, and I. It's very difficult to tear your PCL, but I managed it. Apparently, a lot of football players have that, and a lot of them don't even realize it. Don't go skiing. (laughs) (laughs) So, and to this point, my current body fear is tearing my Achilles. And so I know that if I went skiing or snowboarding or any of that, I would more than likely do that. So I, I won't. Yeah, you probably would. And you walked down a hill and tore your PCL, so like... I didn't... Okay, you're... Uh, everyone heard the story. I don't have to correct you on that, but I didn't just walk down a hill so and tear my PCL. Have you, have you been injury-prone like your whole life? No. I, I had a cast once on my wrist. I didn't break it, but I fractured it uh, playing football in fifth grade. Um, that was the only time I ever had a cast. I guess technically I have not broken a bone. Um, I've broken three. What what, what uh, bones? I broke my wrist twice, my femur. You broke your femur? I did. Jesus, how'd you break car. your femur? In your car? I got hit by a car. Right by my bike. How old were you? Uh, seven or eight. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, yeah. Were you rollerblading? <laughs> I was on a bike. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I hadn't gotten in the... Brink hadn't come out yet. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Well, yeah, you, you didn't have the inspiration. Soul skaters. Right? Yeah. I understand. Um, I understand that. Yeah, I still don't, like, I don't worry about, like, I, I worry about, like, other health issues. Right. But, like, like speci- that's interesting that you have specific fears about, like, Yeah, very specific fears. And so, like, now, if not so much anymore, but for years, I remember in, like, my 20s, people were, oh, we're going to do turkey bowl. Like, play turkey bowl with us. It's like, fuck you, I'm not going to play turkey bowl. You... <laughs> What? Do you let, okay, you talk about like playing football and yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, football on Thanksgiving you, you Day with no pads, tackle. <laughs> no, fuck that. I'm not going to do that. That's stupid. Hmm. A, I hate running. Yeah, well, yeah. That's true. <laughs> B, like, the fucking dudes who play turkey bowl are the guys that like played football in, in high school and then they were washed out, but they have like this fucking masculinity problem where they feel the need where they need to prove themselves every Thanksgiving morning. So, like, from all these different standpoints, like, three, my fucking depth <laughs> perception sucks. I'm horrible at catching things. So, like, I would end up playing, like, alignment or some shit like that. Which that's turkey bowl. <laughs> during Turkey Bowl. So, none of these things, like, uh, are appealing okay, those to Those are all fair points. You're right. I wouldn't play either. And fourth, <laughs> Wednesday before Thanksgiving is, like, one of the best drinking nights of the year. Like, you can just get it fucked up and then it's fine. Is it, though? It is. As long as you're not hitting it too hard to the point where you can't, like, eat food on Thanksgiving. Like, you gotta yeah, be sure. a somewhat responsible okay. adult. But, like, all the bars and stuff on Wednesday, not so much now as a man in my mid-30s. But when I was in my 20s, hell yeah, Wednesday night, day before Thanksgiving, great night for going out. 
You, you can take that to the bank. Well, I'll be 30 by the time it happens. Nice. Exactly. Well, the, oh, that's true. <laughs> you, you've, you've, run the, you've run through all of your... Yeah, uh, we started this in July. We could have, like, brought this up. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I mean, maybe... Maybe pass that knowledge along to your grandchildren. Uh, well, sorry for for uh, kind of directing that in a different direction okay, no, way. No, but uh, anything else around skiing for for this week's Ryan Corner? Hundred ten dollars just for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking hundred ten dollars. And with that hundred and ten dollars said, uh, Ryan and I are now going to watch Vampiro versus the Kiss Demon in the first, and I'm pretty sure last ever graveyard match. Uh, I don't think this is available up on any free services. So if you have the WWE Network, hell of a checkout. So uh, when we come back, we'll give you our thoughts on it. Thanks. Here's a message from our sponsor. I take that loss with like, a lot of honor. Like I, so I think I think that warrants more discussion. So uh, that was even more confusing than I remember it being, and I just saw it earlier this week. So. <laughs> Before we get into anything else, uh, thoughts on the match, Ryan? <laughs> it's hard to put in like words what I, what I just saw. Um, you, you definitely seem thrown off by the fact that there wasn't, there really wasn't a ring involved in any, save for the final. But like it wasn't, it wasn't just like theatrics. It was this whole like thing. Yeah, they like threw people into like a swamp and a grave, <laughs> and then they. Like... It was mat drama without the mat. Just <laughs> drama. Even that's like a, that might be pushing a little bit. The dialogue was pretty <laughs> pretty choice. Yeah, um, but, but it was very it was an interesting watch. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. It was just you know, you know like kind of a yeah weird way to spend fifteen minutes. So just as uh, let me let me go to my notes real quick here. So it opens with uh, Dale Torborg dressed as the Kiss Demon with his fiance, who actually turns out I just realized this when I was doing my research for this. Apparently, he really did marry that girl uh so they're married even to this day him in asia mm. who we'll talk more about probably not asia asia was ne- is never going to come up on this show she again. just gets dragged wherever i am you ever heard of china i've heard of china and, yeah uh, not the not <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know who, you ever heard of the female china? wrestler no, china no she had a sex tape she was also on um like a reality tv show like oh like yeah like she she's like like a model. Uh, she did Playboy. What's her... That's not, she's not called China, right? Yeah. Her name's something. Her real name? No, it's like... She... Uh, so... It's like not... It's not just China. China Doll? Maybe something like that. So... Uh, I don't want to take too much time sure. getting into this, but... Um, um, okay, go ahead. Are you looking her up? Yeah, because I know it's not <laughs> China. It is China. So, in WWE, they had a big, like, burly sort of bodybuilder girl named China, who was, like, the bodyguard of one of their wrestlers. And, like, she became super, super popular. And, like, eventually she had a lot of plastic surgery done to kind of make her look a little bit more feminine. Originally, she had a very strong jaw, and, like, she really didn't have any breasts or anything, so eventually she got, like, breast implants. She got facial reconstructive surgery. And so, after all these things happened, that's when she posed for Playboy. And then, Wait, this is someone. When, when was this? Sorry, just because I'm thinking of someone totally different now. Early 2000s, like around 2000. Okay. Yeah, but she was very popular. Yeah, okay. And so WCW, which in in this time in particular, they were all about this. They were like, oh, WWE has this super popular character named China. We're gonna have a bodybuilder girl, but we're gonna call her Asia. One up it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. So that's the the story there. But they apparently got married in real life. Uh, but yeah, they show up. The demon has his torch. They're looking for Vampiro. Eventually, Vampiro jumps out oh, of a tree. Who saw that coming? <laughs> the only thing in the facility. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they looked in the coffin. No Vampiro there. Yeah. Uh, eventually, as you mentioned, they brawl uh, to the swamp. Uh, Vampiro uh, abducts Asia, runs to the swamp. The referee... Almost like he set it up as a trap. Man, he's just... You know? He's always three steps ahead. It's yeah, like, like an alligator. You human know, like, chess. Yeah. Was, uh... Uh, and then Asia's doing a weird, like, rocking thing when the demon finds her. Like, she's freaking freaking out. Like, she... Like, something horrible has happened to her. And then somehow, when the demon's consoling her, he can't hear Vampiro uh, splashing through the water behind him to, like, 
grab him and throw him in. <laughs> that was shocking, yeah. Yeah, another shocking revelation. I couldn't see her, like, I couldn't see her really. I couldn't see a lot in that. I could... Well, the lighting consisted of one flashlight. Right. And, and, and they mentioned that, too, <laughs> and they, when, they were, when they were commentating on it. They did. They, very specifically, yeah. So. How did this commentary match up to the Macho Man Hulk Hogan commentary? So, for the match, I think it was fair. I think it was. I think it was a decent. Okay, it wasn't great. Not amazing. Not. It didn't blow you out of the water. Not so at to all. speak. Not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just like when they're enthusiastic about whatever's going on. They were pretty enthusiastic. They were. Yeah. So, you can't. Yeah. You can't take that away from yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, and then the then Vampiro takes the girl again. Uh, she's like laying unconscious by the casket, and then when. The demon goes to to rescue her uh, a second time. Now He's, that's when Vampiro popped out of the casket, yeah. spit the the fluid, the mist. Do you know what that was? Well, so in wrestling, a very 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 common sort of trope is spitting mist. Usually, a lot of Asian wrestlers uh, throughout like the seventies and eighties, they had poison mist that they would spit into people's faces that would like blind them temporarily. And so that I think it's what nice they. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. I don't yeah. know why more sports don't incorporate right, it. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's what Vampiro was doing, was he was he was spitting mist, which okay. blinded uh, the demon, and then he smashed a tombstone on his head. <laughs> yeah. What exploded the head or the tombstone? But, uh, hard to again, say. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was tough to see. Uh, then he threw him in the, in the casket, the very sturdy casket, uh, tossed him into a grave, and then threw a torch... Uh, into the grave with the casket. And then spit on his grave. And then spit on and then he spit yeah. on his grave. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so that was kind of the main meat and potatoes of the match. And at that point in time you'd still have major prediction. Then we had to fast forward a while, and then there was the bit where Vampiro, complete with like entrance and smoke and whatever, just kind of made his way out to the ring. And apparently that was the end of the match. The, the, you know, they were they were like this is even more ridiculous than what led up to the match, and there was a no <laughs> way that this was more ridiculous than what led up to the match. It was, it was just like some smoke and lights. Um, yeah, that they kept saying you're right. Like they kept saying, like, there's only if the match is going to win, but yeah, that didn't seem fitting for this kind of match. Like you, I would have fully expected. Then like so, Sting came back or his some yes, sure. So, so I still am not understanding what happened there, what happened to Demon, what happened, who's like, how did Sting get involved? Which, which part specifically do you not understand? I think I understand it a little bit. Here's what I was ex- okay. So, so just what I was expecting was yeah. for the Demon to like, you know, be resurrected or something, <laughs> and then just come back and win unexpectedly out of nowhere, like every wrestling match does. Sure. Um, and that, but the, I don't know who these like Sting characters. I know that you said like. He got thrown off a thirty-foot building. So, so yeah, months months prior to the match that we watched today, I don't know specifics, but, mm-hmm. but they alluded to it a couple times throughout the match. Uh, Vampiro had lit Sting, who Sting was like a legitimate top star for WCW. Like he was one of the few guys that was always loyal to that company, and like he was yeah. a big deal. Vampiro had lit him on fire <laughs> and deal. and thrown him off of. Again, this is based on what the announcer said, a 35-foot structure. Uh, and so he, and then Vampiro basically claimed he killed Sting. So Sting was now dead. And so when I mentioned kind of the follow-up to, or the build-up to the match, there there was the match the previous Monday where the demon and Vampiro had wrestled and a bunch of cloaked figures showed up. It was those Sting druids that distracted Vampiro. And so I think that they were hearkening to the return of Sting in the near future. But even in this event, you weren't 100% sure, like, was that Sting or was it not? Because the, the person who came out of the casket, it kind of looked like Sting, but they were wearing a mask. Sting paints his face, but this person is wearing a mask with the Sting face paint to sign on. Yeah, that's weird. It was super fucking weird. And that's why the fucking company went out of business in under a year is because everything, nothing made sense in a logical way. Like, so, go ahead. Well, so like you said, okay, so you got thrown out, <laughs> this guy out, but you lit him on fire, threw him off 35 yeah. foot. Yeah. So, do, do these like characters like live in a bubble? Like, are they not like. <laughs> Some do. Is that like how it's supposed to kind of like be? No. <laughs> <laughs> They're not supposed to be, like, fucking indestructible. I mean, they're supposed to be, like, human beings who are yeah, that's a, but, maybe tougher than most, yeah. but, uh, 
but no, when you start pushing the bounds of logic and reality, that's when people start getting disinterested in what you're doing. So, and, and again, that's why, <clears throat> you know, the company went out of business is because you, you can only push that fanciful stuff so far before it becomes just like comedic and then and, and ridiculous. Very few. There are some characters who have been able to get away with that sort of thing, but it's very few and far between. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> weird. So here's what I'll say about your prediction. I know I kept like, like you haven't made your prediction yet. You haven't made your prediction yet. I still think I made the right prediction. <clears throat> Tech, and I'm going to leave this up to you. <laughs> yeah. Technically, by the time you made your prediction, the match was over. Uh, the match well, ended. Well, they didn't call it. Yeah, that's true. They did not call it. So I think, technically, you did not make a prediction. Now, I know when I pressed you after Vampira was in the ring, eventually, and I have no idea why you said this, you said the demon. Yeah. <laughs> Even though Vampira was standing in the middle of the ring at the moment that you said that. So it's, it's up to you. If you want this to count against your record, sure, fine. But I think, again, technically... You did not make a prediction for this match. I I take this L. A lot of <laughs> I, I do. I I um I think if I was directing this match, that's how I would have went. Sure. Okay. People, so and, now, and, you know, maybe they'd still be in business if I was. Uh, it's true. If you were in charge, if you were if you were booking the territory, as right. they might say, yeah. uh, things would have turned out a lot different for WCW. But uh, oh well. Uh, anything else about the match that uh, <laughs> is worth discussing or that you're curious about? We will in the very, in, maybe not the very, very near future, but sometime soon, we'll actually be able to watch a Sting match. Uh, he's going to be somebody that we see uh, every now and again. But we don't know if he's alive. We don't know if he's alive. Maybe yeah. Vampiro killed him. It's entirely possible. Uh, any, but anything else on your mind? What, why did Why did Vampiro? Why was he back in a coffin? Why was he back in a coffin? Yeah, that was him at the well, end. At the very end, yeah. right? Because Sting threw him in the coffin. <laughs> or or Sting, quote-unquote, Sting. And they did that, and he's like, and then they called the match. <laughs> <laughs> well, ten, okay. All right, let's... Uh, I'm never watching another WCW 2000 <laughs> match with you ever again, because me having to explain all this shit, it doesn't make sense. I'm just trying... I'm yeah. in the same boat as you are. But basically what happened, Sting pops out of the casket. Mm -hmm. Vampiro assumes it's going to be the demon, but it's Sting, or maybe not. Who knows? Uh, and then, then the guy, we'll just call him Sting. Sting hits Vampiro with a baseball bat, throws him in the casket. The a lights go. Bat. Yeah, a baseball yeah, bat. Nice. You can see all the Sting yeah. druids had baseball bats. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Sting uh, lays him out, throws him in the casket. Then the then he disappears. No more Sting anymore. But the druids are still there. Um, and the announcer said, "Well, there's your winner, Vampiro." Usually, there is a ring announcer who makes an announcement mm -hmm. out to the crowd saying. And here's your winner, blah, blah, blah. The play-by-play -play announcers are not usually ones who say that. So it was a very weird uh, scenario. I think they should do, like, continuation of this match, like 2020. Just, oh, like, I'm just, sure. like, just like they had part one and they had part two. <laughs> just finish it with part three and then, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, they're both still alive. Yeah. You know, this might be the first match. No, it's not. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we lost a match from last year that happened. So, uh, no, it's, uh, this is one of the few matches, let's say, where both participants are still uh, with us. Yeah, so I'm surprised to hear that. Especially yeah. after seeing this, I'm even more surprised to hear that. Dale Torborg is a one of the – he's a coach in Major League Baseball today, right now. I don't know for what team, but he's not like a head coach, but he's like a strength and conditioning coach or something like that. <laughs> Yeah. Which, with a body like that, why wouldn't he be? Yeah, sure. No, that's fair. Um, <clears throat> I think it's time. I think it's time. So we got our whiteboard right cheer. So, of course, you can always go to our social media channels to kind of see the up-to-date rankings right now. But we have our seven matches at the very top. We have Osprey versus Shingo. Uh, at the very bottom, we have Harlem Heat versus Steiners. And then a mixture of different teams uh, between those two. So, Ryan, what are we thinking? Like, at least there's sort of a category. What are we... Uh... This is a tough one. <laughs> this is a tough one. <laughs> what what makes you say that? I don't... I, like... It, Did I, you... Okay, let's, let's, let's take a step back. Did you enjoy the Yeah, match? so that's what I'm saying. I don't... Like, I don't... It deserves to be last. <laughs> but... <laughs> but the experience of it was pretty good. Like, I, I... You know, I did not come here expecting to watch that. Okay. So, but... But yes, 
Like, give, give the people, give myself and the people, the listeners, a little bit of insight. What, what do you usually judge matches on? Like, are, are just your inter- entertainment value for you? Yeah, or yes. Is that kind of the main thing? Yes. All absolutely. right. Well, that was easy. Um, <laughs> that, that's, yeah. Um, so walk us through. We did the to top half. Pick up some of these. <laughs> bottom half. Top half. Top half. Oh, wow. Top half. No, I'm, I'm not. I, oh, not. Top I said, half. did you say top half? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I was speculating. Um, I I kind of want to put it just because I hated the last match. You really didn't like. I thought you were gonna really enjoy Shield versus Wyatt. I did. I did. You did not. Um, so but I also think that was tainted by your prediction. Yeah, there's probably, probably, <laughs> probably a good reason for my obviously. Sure. Every time I lose, there's obviously a good reason. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I think I, I may put number go number seven this match number eight. Yeah, put this number. This is number the new number seven. Up, so it's up. not the worst match of all time. It is right above it. Y- yeah, Harlem yeah. Heat versus Steiner. Still, Just, sorry Booker, sorry Rick and Scott Steiner. Um, yeah, it's that ICP there, connection. <laughs> I love Got him ICP. just over that that hump. Um, we stick with that. Number new number seven. Yeah, I got number seven. Okay, so we've got number six, Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant at WrestleMania three. Number seven is going to be Vampiro versus the Kiss Demon in the, in the very first and last ever graveyard match. And number eight is Harlem Heat versus the Steiner Brothers. Well, whew. wonder if it'll work its way up. Hard to say. No, who knows? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, let me. I'll take a quick peek at uh, our next episode. Let's see if we want to give anyone a. Uh, little teaser trailer as we kind of wrap up things here today. Oh! (laughs) Okay. Uh, Next week is going to be as far as what I had planned anyway. We can always change it. Uh, Sting. Okay, so it is Sting. It is going to be Sting. Sting, which, nice little tie-in. Sting versus Ric Flair. Have you heard of Ric Flair before? I've heard the name, yeah. We have a lot to talk about okay. when it comes to Ric Flair. That'll be a little bit more of a Russell-heavy episode, so uh, good for those of you who like hearing that. For those of you who don't, well, Ric Flair is entertaining enough where I think it'll be fine. Um, if you get a chance, certainly not required, but there, you, have you ever seen the 30 for 30s on ESPN? Oh, yeah. Was, There's a Ric Flair 30 there? for 30. It's worth checking okay. out. Okay. They're, they're good. They're, they're usually good. very good. So. Yeah, so if you get an opportunity, watch the Ric Flair. That'll, that'll make my life a little bit easier. That okay. way I don't have to go through the 30-year yeah. career of Ric Flair in, in a span of 20 minutes. Usually I perceive it all wrong anyway by the time I see the match. <laughs> it's <so>. true. <laughs> Wait, she got blown up? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that'll do it for our episode today. Uh, thank you very much for downloading slash streaming. Again, we're on social media. Like, subscribe. Tell your friends, uh, make your grandma put it on while she's making that lovely, lovely apple crisp that she's famous for, that she brings into church every Sunday. You know, tell her about it so she can spread the word as well. Uh, we, we love our listeners just so darn much. And remember to support our sponsors, whoever the sponsors might be uh, at this point. Yeah, multiple, yeah. Yeah, probably a lot. Just keep running. Yeah, it just it gets bigger uh, every time you look away. So... Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, Eric's Wisdom Tree for this week. I have a quote. Uh, I'm not going to embellish on this whatsoever, so just take it and get away from me. Uh, (laughs) A rising tide raises all ships. What do you think about that? I wrote a poem about rising tides. Jesus. (laughs) All right. That's a good ending. Bye, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So she was blown up by fireworks. She was blown up by fireworks.